ESG Players Podcast is your go-to podcast to learn about the world of ESG investing. Hosted by Wealth Advisor Jonathan Kavaznik with Cherokee Investments. Kavaznik helps you integrate environmentally and socially responsible investing into your financial house for a positive impact on our planet. With over 25 years of experience, Jonathan can help lead you on the right financial path. Hello, and welcome to ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik. Today, we will be discussing what is your S mean to you? Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast show today. We're going to talk about the S in the ESG equation, S as in social. So what does a social piece of the ESG model mean? Initiatives that seek a positive change for our employees is a possibility, or maybe we have a positive impact on our communities, our customers, and how we do business and other stakeholders in our investments. Hopefully, while you're listening to us today, you can think in your mind how you feel about the different pieces of the social aspect to your investment portfolio, and then how that would uh, impact your decision process and what you like or dislike about what socially can take place when you uh, look at how to allocate your portfolios. So one of the major areas that I like to discuss is kind of the social uh, impact in the public realm. And when I mean public, I mean our communities. So one of the areas that is really important that we can really have an impact on potentially in our investment portfolios when we think about the social aspect is education and how our community educates our children, how the community looks at education as a whole. A second piece would be our health and social services and understanding how many Americans face obstacles to accessing good health care and really looking at what can we do to make that more accessible to at-risk populations in our community and how our investment portfolio can affect that and really add a positive impact to that. Another area that we want to talk about today potentially will be the affordable housing aspect and the challenges of housing to people in our community who are in a cycle of poverty or have restricted access to education and the quality of employment and find themselves continuously limited on their ability to get affordable housing and to actually uh, then be able to afford a quality place to live. The other area that I'd like to talk about is how we have connectivity, right? Connectivity is initiatives in the community and how all of these S's are connected to each other. And if we think about how important it is to make sure that our, our children in our community get educated and that allows our children in our community to maybe have access to better affordable housing and that allows our children to have better access to better jobs and, and have access to better health care and social services, it really is an opportunity for you and I as an investor then to say, well, how should I have my portfolio invested? How should I try to impact the community and others who are being affected by social issues? And what can I do then by creating a portfolio that takes that into account? So those are kind of the areas I like to talk about today is we're going to look at our um, way that our employees are treated, ways that our community uh, gets affected, ways that our customers who do business with us are affected, and also how the companies that we do business with as our suppliers, how they are affecting our community. So let's talk a little bit about the nature of impact, right? Uh, we want to measure the degree which, based on the nature of our service or the things that we're doing in the community, uh, how much of an impact that, does that have on people's lives, especially those who may be at a disadvantage or haven't been able to take advantage 
of the opportunities that uh, many others have. The second thing we want to think about when we look at social responsibility, so we have to kind of come up with some measurements to say that we're doing something that's socially uh, responsible and that we're having a positive social impact. What are the intensity of that impact and how great of a result are we getting from that in the way in which we're doing our investing? So the overall is we want to assess the nature of our impact and the intensity of how we do that. And then we also want to maybe find out if there's a way for us to elevate the way that we have our impact in the kind of companies and businesses that we're doing uh, business with, but also the kind of companies and people that we're allowing our investment portfolios to be allocated towards. So one of the primary areas that we want to maybe think about in the social aspect is how does our how do our investments uh, impact the education uh, process of our population and our community? Over the last decade, the number of low-income students across our country has really increased greatly. It's grown by 32% just over the last decade, and in the public schools, it's increased the high school dropout rate. What are some of the things that we can do in the way that we target our portfolios to help reduce that the low-income population of students don't have access to good public education, and where can we direct our investments in a way that would help reduce that but also have an impact on that so those can have a brighter future. So one of the things we can do when we think about our investment portfolios is to target providers who seek to help level the playing field for our children before they start kindergarten, as well as throughout our children's education. So by tracking key intensity metrics and understanding whether or not we're having an impact, Uh, We can see what percentage of the school-age children are living below the poverty level and potentially what percentage of the students are in charter school or eligible to have free lunch programs or to get additional help and to be able to target towards those districts where there's the highest need. So maybe that's a way that we can think about our portfolio and saying, if I could allocate my investments into a portfolio that was helping those at-risk people in our community to have a better education, to make things easier for them to access that, Uh, maybe that would be important to us, and that's the S uh, potentially in our portfolio. Another area that the S may represent for you and I is access to health and social services, right? So many Americans face the barrier of getting basic health care services. The limited access can result in a societal cost that is much greater and much larger than if we were able just to help them have a better quality of life and address it at the front end rather than dealing with the cost and the impact that may result from not being able to provide health and social services to those who are at risk at the front end. You know, so Medicare is an example, or Medicaid is an example by the government that provides health care coverage for low-income individuals. But we have an awful lot of uh, individuals that do qualify for Medicaid. And one of the areas we want to think about is what can we do to provide access to health care for preventative services and Medicare services, and where is a way for us to do that, and who is able to do that within our investment portfolios and the way that they do business. Jonathan, can you give me an example of an investment that is social that would be to assist in Medicaid for people? Right. So that's an awesome question. And so when we're looking at the ESG opportunities, what we're going to find is there's an opportunity for us to maybe allocate towards fixed income or bond portfolios that are allocating and investing in the municipal um, regional health care centers or maybe nonprofit health care centers. A good example would be there's a nonprofit corporation, say in California, the Harbor Regional Center that's been around for a long time. 
and they work with free community-based services for individuals with de- developmental disabilities and their families. They service a lot of clients annually, and they cover about 20 cities in the L.A., Los Angeles area. And one of the ways that we're able to impact them is to say, well, maybe they're going to the marketplace to look to raise funds, and they're going to use municipal government bonds to do that. Well, you and I as an investor, we would be able then to say, well, we would like to have some of our portfolio allocated into bonds that are being used to provide facilities for people who are at risk and who are looking for access to health care and mental health care. So that would be a great example of utilizing our investment portfolios in a way that they're being allocated towards nonprofit institutions that are trying to uh, raise money through the public sector and relying on government programmings, but for you and I then to be able to know that our dollars are being allocated in that way. Jonathan, do you know what the percentage of the investment community is investing in the S? The answer to that is kind of uh, double-fold in the the way that we think about it is that we're talking about individual investors who would like to participate and have their portfolio have impact. And so ESG, environmental social governance, is the three pieces that fit together. And today we're talking about the social aspect, the S aspect. But when we look at what percentage of our clientele or what percentage of the investment population wants to get into the social aspect is we think about it as as one whole uh, process, meaning that we're looking at doing ESG together, the environmental social governance, and then incorporating that into the client's portfolio. And so today about a third or 33, 35% of new money flowing into the marketplace and looking for allocation is using the ESG a concept and using that as a way to access investment portfolios. And so that's what I would say is really key is we're trying to um, combine and integrate together the ESG piece and social is part of that. And, and, and then in relationship to that, a third of all the investment portfolio money is flowing into that strategy. So within the ESG uh, environmental social governance We're not looking at it separately and saying, well, is a third of my money going to be environmental and a third of my money going to be social and a third of my money going to be governance? We're looking at it and we're saying 100% of my money is going to have some sort of positive impact and have some sort of screening related to ESG. And then within that, the companies are going to get rated on those three categories and the ones that come to the top are the ones that we're going to want to allocate to. But I would also preface... One of the things uh, that we're doing first is we're always thinking of it as a financial investment first, right? So we're putting our financial future first, and then we're putting the champion of the social and the government aspect in addition to that. So we're not really saying to ourselves, I'm willing to give up rate of return or I'm willing to give up a quality investment with the idea that they're doing the right uh, things in the ESG realm. What we're saying is, is I want both. I want to have a first a financially sound investment within my portfolio, and then I want to see if they can make it through the screening and they're doing the right thing from a social aspect. So that's an awesome question to, to think about it that way. Jonathan, why should we care about the social part of ESG investing? Right. So if we think about <clears throat> the, the reason that we care about the social part potentially, if that's an importance uh, to the investor, is it's a way for you and I 
to not only just in our everyday lives decide how we want to socially impact our community and, and what values we believe in, but to then to have our portfolio of hard-earned dollars and our investment actually carry that through as well. So if we think about if the nature of what we're trying to do is to say that we want to have gender equality and we want to have uh, more women on boards of corporations or we want to have equality and diversity and we want to make sure that the company is hiring a diverse labor force and we want to make sure that there's equal pay for everyone uh, and we want to make sure that people are getting access to affordable uh, health care and we want to make sure that people are getting access to education and we're worrying about our environmental issues and our energy issues. We kind of want to look at it as how does that all fit together? But if you feel that's important in your everyday lives, you probably will feel that's important in your investment portfolio, and you can really then have an impact on the companies that are taking our dollars. And, of course, their goal is to make a profit, but we want them to do it based on some values that we also agree with. Jonathan, I understand that this week you had the opportunity to go into a classroom of kids and educate them more on your beekeeping skills. I assume that this is a big part of the S in social, in ESG investing. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with these children? Right. So we had a wonderful experience. Uh, we went out to one of the uh, city's elementary public schools and want to talk about uh, a beautiful environment of diversity and young minds and how wonderful that was to see. And we discussed environmental issues related to the beekeeping and what's going on around that. And it was just wonderful to really see that these children have access to uh, public education. The children are feeling very uh, welcomed and very bright. And it was really just nice to see the diversity in the classroom and to see that uh, there are some really wonderful things going on within the city. And then again, that has to do with the whole ESG and our values. And do we really value uh, uh, giving access to young families uh, public school education? And do we really value diversity in the classroom and is that really um, a positive? And I think you'll see that it is. It was just a wonderful opportunity to see our young kids in, in action, listen to their awesome questions, and just uh, see what a, a great uh, place and space our public schools are in the city. Jonathan, thank you. I think this has been a very enlightening show to give people more education on what the S means in your ESG investing. Uh, what will we be talking about on our next show? Right. So the next show we're going to talk about is the G. And what does the G mean to you? Which the G stands for governance, right? So that will be a range of standards that apply to areas such as how, how transparent is a company in the way they do their accounting and their shareholder rights? And is there uh, designed to encourage fair and equitable management? And are they uh, doing ethical and moral ways that they're doing business? So that's going to be the next program we're going to talk about is the governance and whether or not you can feel comfortable having your money invested in corporations and companies and in areas that are really running their business ethically and morally. So if anybody has any questions on Jonathan's show this week, what does your S mean to you? You can contact him at jkvaznik, K-V as in Victor, A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. Thank you. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. 
That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, CHFC, registered representative, advisory services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.